1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech.
2: You're listening to Marketing News Canada, Canada's number one show featuring the brightest minds in marketing, PR, and digital advertising.
3: Hi everyone, we're back with another episode, and today I'm interviewing someone very special. We're here with Raven Opatovsky, the head of media and digital marketing at the one and only Tim Hortons. Hi, Raven. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for coming on the show. We're super excited to hear from you. I am humbled to be invited. Thank you. All right. Well, let's start off with one of my favorite questions, and that's how did you get into marketing? What is your marketing origin story?
2: Um, My story, like many others, starts on a pivot. So I had absolutely no aspiration to be in marketing. I think if anything, I might have just thought it was cheesy commercials that I'd seen redundantly over and over again. So I was planning to go to law school. I wrote my LSAT. I had a great score. I was very ambitious. And a family member who owns a firm where I'm from said, don't do it. And she doesn't remember this conversation, by the way. But she said, go get experience first. Make sure you really want to review paperwork every day for the rest of your life before you make this kind of a commitment. And it was the best advice I've ever gotten. The rest is history. Um, I actually got the marketing bug. One of my first real roles, I was in incubation at Rogers, which effectively was a net new team that was finding successful international businesses and bringing them to the Canadian market. And so I worked on a team uh, that was productizing web development, SEO, and SEM solutions for small, medium businesses. And that was my first foray. I started to sink my teeth into branding and media and measurable outcomes and business objectives. And I worked at Rogers for about six years and had a different job every year. Starting in that incubation group, I ended up working on uh, two location-enabled data ad products. One was delivering SMS. The other was actually in programmatic. We were leveraging cell tower triangulation to offset uh, GPS fraud on ad exchanges. So it's a bit technical, but I worked on... Buy side and was very close as product and data team. Then I moved on. I managed or co managed 19 different media planners at one point. Um, I worked on branded content with some of our bigger broadcast and publishing entities. I did integrations. I led social media. I then worked on supply side and actually did yield management. So by the time I left Rogers, I had this huge background in marketing and advertising space that I hadn't really signed up for. Um, I was then approached and went to work at Snap. I loved it there. I wanted to learn about AR and image recognition software. And I was actually in a sales role leading the Omnicom business. Um, one of the hardest decisions I ever had to make was leaving Snap, but I ended up moving on to Deloitte and at Deloitte, I worked on marketing transformation. So, buzzwords abound, but really it just means finding ways to leverage technology and tools to automate workflow and activate data um, to drive growth. So I did some digital training, I did MarTech roadmaps, I did media audits and some Adobe implementation work, and then finally I I found my calling just over three years ago um, to go to Tim's and again, haven't looked back. So that's my origin story to today.
3: Wow, it's it's funny to hear because considering you wanted to pursue law, you kind of got thrown into marketing and then experienced like every little aspect of marketing there is to experience. You did a lot.
2: I was so blessed with the best mentors that just continued opening doors for me. And I think if you have that curiosity, I was not afraid to try new things and, you know, immerse myself in some of the more technical subjects. And I really just embraced it. And I was so, so, so lucky to
3: have that opportunity to kind of jump scope and, and learn. I have to ask, what made Snap such a great place to work? I mean, I feel like every company wants to be described as you described Snap. Like it was it was hard to leave. What was so great about it?
2: Everywhere I worked truly was hard to leave at that point. Um, everywhere came from something in my network had popped up. I, I didn't really ever, It was never at a point where I was seeking to make a move. But Snapchat in particular was hard because I think the foundation of who they hire and the culture, they, they say they hire for smart, kind, creative people, and I will keep that with me wherever I go. Because it truly was an innovative, product-led culture that was doing incredible things that were very, very value-driven, but the people that we worked with were at their core creative and kind humans. And it's really hard to leave that kind of an environment.
3: Yeah. Sometimes I think it is more about the people than the company. You're like, I love you all. True. <laughs> what trends are you seeing in marketing and what brands do you like to follow? If you ever want to get inspired, is there a brand you like to um, check out and see what they're doing?
2: Um, I, guess I have, There's two ways that I can answer that. When it comes to brands, I have to give a nod to what we're doing at Tim's like in Canada. I think there's lots of incredible brands that I'll follow Apple and Lululemon and some of the smaller brands like article, um, in Canada, I'm so blessed to work for one of the most like loved brands in the country. That means so much to local communities. Um, but also have an opportunity to be a real change agent and, and do some really different things. And what I, love about what Tim's has been doing over the last four years or so under new leadership is we're really, really embracing a back to basics plan, which is getting to the heart of celebrating the best of Canada with every community we serve. And um, in my own terms, it's really innovation by iteration. It's finding new ways to service Canadian communities that are additive to their experience, that are truly guest centric, um, that are, are digitally driven and give new ways to drive the customer experience and be truly omni-channel. So I'm pretty proud of the work that we're doing um, outside of the market. I mean, from a retailer perspective, Sephora is incredible. I always look to their digital experience. Um, Just the brand-led, from a trend perspective, that's different. Because I I automatically go to buzzwords for trends. And I think anywhere that you look, anything that you're reading, it's AI, AI, AI. Um, so for me, I think look, to get really, really practical, I'm very focused on um, the functional elements of AI and how it can impact marketers' jobs today. So whether it's getting teams to learn how to create new prompts in AI or test different plugins and actually get you know hands-on keyboard testing tools, on a larger sense, it's connecting first-party data to different AI solutions, which I know some of the Canadian banks are really leading in. Um, I think AI is much more than a trend, but it does still feel like a big buzzword. So I think I have to acknowledge that.
3: Yeah, I'm hearing AI, AI, AI Mm -hmm. everywhere nowadays. And it's fascinating because I think every marketer has a bit of a different perspective on it. Some are like doomsday AI, we need to run. And others are like, we need to leverage this because it's like, it's just starting. Everything's going to get a lot crazier.
2: I think the latter is the best approach to have.
3: What's the biggest piece of advice that you would give to brands today? Oh, gosh, that's hard. Um,
2: I guess, can I pick two? I think um, one piece of advice, a stat that stays with me is, uh, according to Gartner right now, marketers are spending almost 25% of their marketing budget on technology. So I'm very, very, very focused and fascinated by the concept of the CMO becoming the CTO of the future or the CMO of the future becoming a a co-CTO, I think we're spending more on technology than labor and agencies and almost as much as we are on media. And it's now incumbent on... Marketing leaders to not just have a sit at the tech table or seat at the tech table, but to actually start driving technology decisions forward, leveraging data and automation to enable the work that we're doing and actually hold technology to an ROI to a truly accountable. Is this making our jobs better and more efficient? Are we driving up our own NPS and uh, our our, uh, employee satisfaction scores? Are we making this a better place to do your job and be as creative as you possibly can? And so If I were to give any advice to brands, I would say do not hide away from or shy away from technology, but embrace it. You do not have to be an engineer, God knows I'm not, to drive forward or oversee an implementation to make a business case for technology, to actually start seeing it put into practice and make recommendations that will drive the business forward. Um, And it doesn't all have to be scary buzzwords. It can be very, very, very simple day-to-day choices. How can we automate this? How can we make this faster? How can we? Do we have to do this many PowerPoint slides? Can it be automated? Can we get rid of some of the Excel work? Digital should underpin the entire business. And I think that's what I would encourage brands to start to really understand and embrace. Wow.
3: That was an incredible answer. Kudos to you for that piece of advice. That was amazing. Um, I wanted to ask if you can provide us any hints on where you think Tim Hortons is going in the future. I mean, we've talked about AI and, you know, kind of embracing tech. Um, do you have an idea which, which direction Tim's is going to go? So I, I know our CMO, Hope, was on
2: the podcast a while ago, and she talked a lot about her and our team's back-to-basics plan. And I think in my words, I talk about innovation by iteration. I think we'll see more of that. I think recently in the news, you'll see has extended our, our digital ecosystem quite significantly, whether it was digitizing roll-up to win or introducing the hockey challenge in our app, which is an, an incredible opportunity to gamify and provide some fun to Canadians. Um, we recently launched a new credit card, which is available in our app. So I think we're really focused on getting back to our core, which is community, giving, nostalgia, family, canadian myth really good high quality but also affordable products that are efficient and easy but also finding ways in the new era to really 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 deepen our relationships with customers and give them new easy ways to engage with our brand and again celebrate
3: the best of canada with every community we serve that sounds great and as someone who grew up going to tim hortons probably like every canadian let's be real i think um when you pull on the nostalgia factor, you also pull on everyone else's heartstrings at the same time. It's just in our blood. Definitely. What are your favorite apps? If you if you have any apps that you know you couldn't live without. If not, we can also talk about books. <laughs> um,
2: I am more of a nature lover than a consumer technology lover but the app on my phone i use all the time is the apple
3: health app whatever that's called health app yeah totally love it do you find that you know being a nature lover helps you like balance work in a more healthy way having that separation to take time and be outdoors
2: yeah i think so there's um i think it helps you to get out of working in the business and even if it's opportunity to walk while working you can kind of get out of your own head and work on the business uh, one of my mentors always used to say we spend uh, or sorry professional athletes spend 99 percent of their time practicing and one percent of their time doing their job and we as marketers or in the corporate world we basically do the opposite right we're always 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 nose to the keyboard doing our job and never taking time to kind of step out of it and just think more holistically about the business and all of the different implications of the choices that we're making. And I do find that making sure you take the time. Um, and I like that Jeff Bezos is not a necessarily work-life balance. Everybody has their own definition of it, but taking time outside of the day-to-day to think more broad strokes. And for me, finding time in nature absolutely helps to do that. That's wonderful. What? How would you describe the culture at Tim Hortons I've I've never worked in a place where there's just so much opportunity to again be a change agent. Um, Hierarchy does not matter when there are good ideas, and I think I'm living proof of that. Members of my team are living proof of that. We've made some really really big bets as a business based on um, very junior people having an insight, and that's only possible when you work for an organization that's a bit more lean, it has fewer silos, and Things can always, of course, improve and be better, but I definitely love that about our culture. It's that if you have a great idea, you can get it done. It's you know, one step of separation to the decision maker if it's not you. That's awesome to hear.
1: Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at Current Tech.
3: Do you listen? I know you said you're not much of um, you're, you'd rather spend your free time out outdoors. Do you listen to podcasts at all?
2: Yeah. Um. I mean, I have my staples. I listen to. Uh, I listen to this podcast, of course. Um, I listen to the daily almost every day. And then I I usually do a back-to-back dose of Pivot and the All In podcast.
3: Um, those are kind of my weekly go-tos. Nice. Okay. And if you could provide a life hack to someone, it doesn't have to be marketing related or it can be, what's one thing, one daily practice that you do or maybe a weekly practice that you you think makes you more effective and more just successful and and living your life?
2: I, I think it's like, I'm a, a very active person. I have to say it's even when you don't think you have the time, take five minutes. So I think, you know, workout app culture became big when COVID happened and we were all stuck in our homes. And even if it's just using one of those apps and sign, committing to, I'm going to do five minute abs, I'm going to do five minute this, I'm going to do five minutes of something every day. I never end up doing five minutes. It always just gets me past that Point of no return where I'm enjoying myself and starting to feel strong and feel compelled to do a little bit more. So I think um, I set myself up with a completely achievable five minute a day goal, and it makes it very easy to give myself the green light and keep going and uh, kind of a overshoot. Maybe it's setting low goals. <laughs> Don't ever repeat that to my kids, <laughs> but it
3: seems to work in the workout realm for me right now. Totally. Do you find, is there a noticeable difference for you if you do skip, you know, a couple days? If you're on vacation and you're not moving your body, can you feel it? Or even at work?
2: Of course. Of course. Unquestionably. I think we all experience it. When you're eating well, when you're working out, when you take care of you, you're your best self. And that's really an objective
3: truth. Totally. Do you have a favorite book or a book that you would recommend to someone if they were going to prison and they could bring one book
2: Oh, gosh, no, because I am a total, total nerd. I read every day. So picking one is just not fair. If I if I had to, I think the book I recommend the most is Sapiens. What's that one about?
3: I haven't heard of it.
2: Uh, Sapiens, it's by Yuval Noah Harari. Um, it's definitely been a bestseller for the last few years, and he now has three out, but effectively... It's about the origin of our species. And what's fascinating about it is it's completely, it's completely accessible. It's not, um, not overly scientific or too complicated. It's very easy to follow, but it basically tracks the origin of life and civilization. And it just provides very, very, very clear examples of how we kind of reliving the same cycle. It normalizes our challenges. It allows you to appreciate kind of the arc of human history in a really meaningful way. It's a little bit philosophical, a little bit, a little bit scientific, um, but really it just kind of provokes really big picture thinking, stuff that I have no exposure to in my
3: real life. That sounds fascinating. So we're going to hop in to our rapid fire round of questions. Have you done rapid fire before? No, I hope I can think fast. Okay, let's, let's do it what was and feel free if there's a story behind one of your answers would love to hear it what was your first job
2: oh uh, I was a lifeguard at Great Wolf Lodge
3: that's awesome
2: Best part of it was when the park was closed and we could shut it down we could all play on the slides and kind of keep them open and break all the rules and dive down head first and have our own fun at the end of the day so it was a great first job
3: yeah that is like out of a movie are you a night owl or an early bird
2: Early bird, 5 a.m. for me, no matter what. Cat or dog person? Dog,
3: for sure. Do you have one? Yes, I have a Doberman named Mulligan. Aw, what would you say the first thing you ever marketed was? This could be, you know, a lemonade stand or maybe <laughs> it was, you know, your first uh, your first job.
2: Um, The first thing I marketed would have probably been an event at a private country club.
3: Very cool. Dark or milk chocolate?
2: Both. All chocolate, any chocolate, as long as it's big portions of chocolate.
3: <sighs> Favorite
2: word right
3: now? Um, it's
2: funny. My um, colleagues at Deloitte used to keep a list of ravenisms. Apparently, I do say all the same strange words on repeat. And one that I didn't realize that I say, but I now notice all the time is diatribe. Whenever I or someone goes on these long-winded rants, I hap- I always else oh, they were on some diatribe.
3: I have never heard that word before.
2: Now you're making me feel like I'm saying using it in the wrong <laughs>
3: sentence, but that's what I say. There's so many other words on this list that they kept of ravenisms. No, I believe you. It's It sounds, sounds smart and it sounds effective, so I like it. <laughs> Last, charity you supported financially or with your time and why? Uh, we always support sick kids.
2: Um, why is there, I have a, a lot of, personal friends and family that have benefited from their help. Um, If anybody is looking for a fun way to support, check out the Cooper Robinson, sorry, Cooper Robertson foundation at this is Cooper story Um, can help support some incredible research being done um, for a young boy that I'm closely connected to named Cooper. Nice. What's a movie you love? Oh gosh. I can't narrow down movies either. Um, If I want to laugh, Wedding Crashers or The Other Woman. If I Wanna Cry, Goodwill Hunting. Weird one that is
3: like I loved when I was a kid, Hook. Point Break. That's a couple. Awesome. You have a good roster there. Okay. Do you have a favorite song or album on repeat right now? What are you listening to for fun in the car, whatever?
2: Uh, I'm only allowed to listen to the Frozen soundtrack. My child will not allow anything else, so I have no musical taste of my own anymore.
3: How old is your child? Like three or four or five?
2: She's two and a quarter, and we just listen to the soundtrack on repeat all day long on all devices. I thought I loved voice (laughs) activation until she could speak and ask for it herself. Oh, that's
3: so sweet. (laughs) If you weren't doing this job, what would you be doing? And maybe let's not go the lawyer route. Like, What about, (laughs) is there anything that maybe recently you've thought like that's kind of cool
2: um oh gosh well definitely not to denigrate the legal profession i wouldn't i'm glad i took a different route i don't know anything recent if, if, if it were up to me i would be a professional athlete for sure i've had three acl reconstructions um and that's definitely what i would have chosen for myself in a different world what was
3: do you have a sport a sport that led to your your acl issues
2: Uh, my first ACL reconstruction was soccer. The second was rugby and the third was skiing, but I played everything you can
3: imagine. (laughs) I played rugby as well. What position were you? (laughs) I was a back. I like to run, you know? Nice. Okay. Do you have a favorite children's book?
2: Yeah. My daughter right now loves the pout pout fish.
3: Cute. (laughs) Best thing you ever bought for under $10?
2: That's easy. I don't know if it's still $10. But on Amazon, there's doggy doors that you can get for your screen door, which means even I can put it in like if you have glass or anything else, it doesn't not hard. And working from home during the pandemic, it was a game changer. It changed our lives to be able to have our dog just be able to go in and out as she pleased to not be barking and interrupting important calls. So it was under $10 at the time. And we are, we always tell friends that is the best purchase in the last five
3: years, for sure. That is a huge pro tip. What's the most important thing you've ever changed your mind about?
2: Um, We moved to Niagara. We moved to St. Catharines during the pandemic. I never thought I'd be able to do that. I thought I'd be a Toronto girl for life. Um, But it's the best decision we've made.
3: So do you then commute? From Saint Catharines to Toronto for work.
2: Yep, I commute. I'm able to make it work. We're fairly flexible on times and hours. And as I mentioned in your in your um in these questions, I'm an early bird, so I make the most of it and still have lots of time at home and with my family. But
3: there's nothing like living on a lake. No, Saint Catharines is beautiful. That's where my partner's from, so I'm a huge fan as well. Is there a business book that you would recommend?
2: I mean, there's a, a few. I think. Specific to marketing, there's a book called The Attention Merchants by Tim Wu. And um, when I read it outside of like a kind of personal development book, and there's lots of those, I really just loved that it told the full scope story and the history of of marketing and advertising in a meaningful way. Again, it just kind of brings to fruition that a lot of the challenges and opportunities we're dealing with today, we've dealt with before just under a different lens and there's nothing like learning from history. So. Super cool. Do you,
3: are you subscribed to any newsletters or e-newsletters?
2: I'm a big Substack
3: girl for sure. Um, so I, I have a couple of subscriptions there. Great. Okay. What are some, this is, (laughs) it might be a longer answer. What are some skills that you think are required for a new economy? I
2: guess since you've been talking about AI, I'll talk about AI prompts and basic web dev. But realistically I think I, I honestly believe that curiosity, um I think it's really unbelievably hard to compete with someone that's having fun. So I think people that have the skill to embrace change, not be offset by it, that are really, really motivated. Um I think that kind of skill of adaptability and positive thinking is
3: is really what's going to future-proof um cultures work culture in the future that's great and um my favorite question that I have to ask you what is your Tim Hortons order
2: oh, I'm so gonna be judged for this but I always okay. I, I'm a I'm like a large regular girl it's my coffee of choice but I'm an old-fashioned plane so that's my donut don't judge I don't care. I love an old-fashioned plate. I like to dip it in my
3: coffee. That's my jam. It's my guilty pleasure. That's amazing. What if you were getting lunch?
2: Oh, definitely a loaded bowl. Yeah? I
3: haven't tried a bowl yet.
2: Oh, they're so, 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 so Mm -hmm. good. And there's not too many places that you can find something that's that truly hearty filling, but also affordable, quick. They're delicious. Shout out to Chef Talis for bringing on the bowls.
3: Amazing. Well, Raven, it was so lovely talking to you. I want to thank you so much for hopping on and teaching us about your experience working at Tim Hortons and also some of your personal day-to-day life hacks and thoughts and beliefs. It was wonderful to get to meet you. Thank you, Sydney. This was a lot of fun.
2: Thanks for listening to Marketing News Canada. For more episodes and other great stories from Canadian marketers, visit marketingnewscanada.com. All episodes are recorded at the Jelly Marketing Studio thanks to our producer, Chris Penner, and editor, Travis Jeffers.